0: Hi, my name is Stan. If you haven't met me before, I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, it's great to be here sharing the Word of God with you all. And we're going to continue on with our series on, on Ephesians. And I believe that when the Word of God goes out, it never returns empty. Uh, so I pray that today as we listen, as we hear from God, that you will open your heart, that you'll be ready to receive it, and that you'll be ready to apply it in your lives. Uh, so let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and for your word uh, that is still alive and active. And we pray that today as we hear from you, uh, that you will convict our hearts and encourage us with the truth of the gospel uh, so that we uh, might live for the glory of our King Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Now, with what happened with Victoria, we are uh, all very anxious here, isn't it, uh, in New South Wales, um, whether we too will get this second wave of coronavirus. Uh, everyone is being very careful about where they go, about who, uh, what they do and who they're with. And the government has been doing a lot of promo on, on TV just to get us to go and get tested if we have any symptoms. Uh, they have this... A uh, thing called Do the Three, and we can be COVID free. Uh, so, things like uh, washing your hands uh, before you go out, uh, staying 1.5 meters apart, and download the COVID Safe app as well. Uh, and a lot of people are careful also to avoid the hot spots uh, around New South Wales. Uh, our church is also very careful to not be the next hot spot. Uh, In New South Wales That's why we do a lot of cleaning uh, Before and after we use the church Uh, We limit number of people Who can uh, come into the church uh, In in the building And we screen people uh, We screen their temperature As they come in as well Um, So life as we know it Has changed Life as we know it has changed And those who are doing the right things They are being extra careful To not inherit the virus Or to spread the virus to others and as Christians, we are called to obey the authorities uh, regarding the COVID. And therefore, we, are, we need to be careful. Uh, we need to live our lives carefully. But not only that we need to live a careful life in this respect, uh, we need to live a careful life in all aspects of lives, as we've seen from Ephesians today. And in the past three weeks, we learned about different aspects of Christian living. Uh, We learn that we are to live a life of purpose. And we learn that we are to use our gifts to build each other up. Uh, We learn that we need to have a life that is transformed uh, in our speech, in our attitude, and in our action. A life that is characterized by love. And today we come to this conclusion section, verse 15 to 20 in Ephesians chapter 5. And Paul concludes that we need to live careful lives in all aspects of our life. And remember, these are all in the context of, of a church. Uh, Paul is not just talking to an individual. Uh, he's talking to a community of, uh, of uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. So how, how can we live a careful life? How can we live a careful life in all aspects of our lives? Well, I'm just going to have uh, uh, three points today. Uh, So firstly, we live a careful life by living wisely. And then secondly, we live a careful life uh, by living a spirit-filled life. And then as as I talked about this, and then lastly, I'm going to talk about how we're going to apply it uh, today as well. So firstly, uh, we live a careful life by living wisely. We live a careful life by living wisely. So read with me from verse 15. Be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Um, so as I mentioned before, Paul is not just talking to an individual. The you here is actually is in plural. So he's talking to a, a group of Christians, uh, what we call church nowadays. And he's presenting a contrast between the wise and the unwise, and the unwise are those who are foolish, and the wise are those who understand what the Lord's will is. Now, where do we get this wisdom? How how can we be wise uh, in our life? Well, if you remember back in chapter one, uh, we've actually been given this wisdom already from God. Uh, God has given given it to us when we trust in Jesus, when we became a Christian. Uh, so. In chapter 1, verse 7 to 9, Paul says, In him, uh, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. So wisdom is something that has been lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus. Uh, It is through his death and resurrection uh, that we have this wisdom of God. And we see clearly now why we are here. And Paul says in verse 10 that this is God's will. Uh, uh, Verse 10 uh, in chapter 1, and God's will is to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ, to bring everything under the rule of King Jesus. So are we as God's people, are we as the church, are we living out God's will in our lives? Are we seeking to bring everything under Christ? Because that is that is what we call living wisely. Now let me ask you, why are you part of a church? Why are you part of this church? You know, Is it because of your friends? Uh, is it because... of of the small conversations that you get to have with different people? Is it because of the music, the routine? And as much as all of these are great reasons to be part of a church, God actually has a grander vision uh, for the church. And here's the thing, here's a vision, that God sees the church as a means uh, to display His wisdom, uh, and in Ephesians uh, chapter 3 actually said that the church is here to show the manifold wisdom of God. The church is here to proclaim the victory of Christ that has been achieved on the cross. The church is here to witness the love of Christ to others. And the church is here to proclaim that Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. So church is the means in which God brings everything under the rule of Jesus. So church is not really about you. Uh, It's ultimately about our King Jesus. And living wisely is we as a church living our God's will to bring everything under the rule of our King Jesus. Living wisely is we as a church living our God's will to bring everything under the rule of our King Jesus. Living unwisely is the opposite is to live as if Jesus is not our king. You know, just because you're part of a church doesn't mean that you're immune to, uh, from living unwisely. And I just want to give a few examples of some of the ways that we may be tempted to live unwisely or that we might tend to be foolish in these areas. You know, for example, we tend to think of ourselves before others. Uh, we will rather use our time uh, to invest in properties to build our career instead of using our time investing in our brothers and sisters in Christ to build them up. We'd rather complain to each other than encourage one another. Uh, We'd rather spend more time in gaming rather than spending more time in the Word of God, meditating His Word. know, we'd rather sit and watch and be the consumers uh, rather than stand up and serve and be the participants within our church life. Uh, We'd rather our children Be successful in their study uh, rather than them growing spiritually in their faith. We'll rather harbor unforgiveness than forgiving each other. We'll rather form cliques with the people that are similar to us than form a community with people that are not so similar to us. We'll rather be hiding our secret sins and deal with them ourselves rather than expose it in the light and let others help us through it. You know, these are all unwise living. They do not show that Jesus rules in your life. And Paul says that we live in a day of evils, that we live in a world that is full of darkness, uh, full of strife, full of suffering. And we as a church, we need to make the most of every opportunity to live wisely. We need to operate on the basis of God's priority, not our own. And wise living is not simply just an intellectual exercise. Uh, You know, God is not just interested in merely Christianity in the head or just in the outward form of Christian worship, just going through the motion. Wise living is active. You know, it's day-to-day obedience. It's living out God's will for the world. It's to bring everything under the rule of King Jesus. And in the past three weeks, we have actually gone through some of these wise wise livings already you know it's it's about using your gifts to serve one another it's about speaking kindly to one another it's about loving one another and i encourage you all to keep doing these things uh and if you've forgotten what they are uh what they were or if you haven't got a chance to listen to it i encourage you to listen to to the last three sermons online on our website and if you haven't got a chance to apply them Well, now is the time. Now is the time. I think maybe one way that will help you to apply apply this uh, wise living is maybe you can start your day uh, by saying this prayer. And I find this very helpful myself. Uh, I say this prayer, God, I want Jesus to rule in my life today. Help me to make the most of every opportunity to live wisely for Jesus. God, I want Jesus to rule in my life today. So help me to make the most of every opportunity to live wisely for Jesus. So we live a careful life by living wisely. Secondly, we live a careful life by living a spirit-filled life. We live a careful life by living a spirit-filled life. Uh, Read with me from verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul here, he he is giving another contrast between getting drunk and being filled with the Spirit. I think Paul probably intentionally does this contrast to show that, hey, Christian is actually quite different to the rest of the world, that those who are filled with the spirits are very different uh, to those who are drunk. And you can just imagine drinkers, uh, when they get drunk, you know, what do they do? Uh, They started cursing people. uh, They start speaking in gibberish. uh, They start uh, um, uh, singing uh, randomly, and they start getting into a fight. But what do Christians do when they get together? What do those who are filled with the spirits uh, do when they get together? Well, they use biblical words expressed in songs to encourage one another. And they give thanks to God. And these are all characteristics of someone, of a church, that is filled by the Spirit. So Paul says, be filled with the Spirit." Now, what does that mean? How can we be filled with the Spirit? If you haven't heard much about the Spirit before, let me just clarify that the Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. You know, as Christian, uh, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, so the Spirit is uh, one of the Trinity, and He's a person. He's not a force. Uh, some people think that spirit is uh, some kind of a force. And so when Paul says, be filled with spirit, it's sort of like a similar thing to the Jedi in Star Wars. May the force be with you. Uh, that, that's not right. Uh, that's not how the Bible describes the spirit. Uh, the spirit is actually a person. And he's God. But what, what does it mean to be filled with God, with the Holy Spirit? Well, if you're a Christian, you already have the Spirit in you. And when you believe in Jesus, God gave His Spirit uh, to you. You know, It's not that when you first believe, you only you only get 10% of the Spirit. And then as you grow up, as you mature in your faith, you get 50%, you get 60% of the Spirit. Uh, that's not how the Bible describes it. Uh, but it's when you believe, when you trust in Jesus, you have 100% of the Spirit in you. You have the fullness of God in you. And a feeling of the Spirit doesn't mean that we get more of God, but that God within us is having more of us. It's not that we get more of God, but that God within us is having more of us, that God is having more influence in our life. And the Spirit is the one who influences us, who transforms us from the inside out. Uh, So when we are filled with the Spirit, what we in fact are doing is we are... Giving the control of our lives to God. Uh, we are opening up every area of our lives to Him. We are giving Him the keys to every room in our life, the kitchen, the the toilet, the, the bedroom. And just so that He can more He can have more of us. He can grow us into the fullness of Jesus. He can make us more like His son Jesus. Well, that's not a perfect analogy, but think of it this way. You know, imagine if you're in an orchestra and the conductor is conducting uh, a, a band of musicians, uh, and you're one of the musicians in it. And he, the conductor, is the one who sets the pace, he sets the tone, and he he chose the music. Uh, he's the one who put everything together, get everyone together, uh, different instruments together. And if you're uh, if you're the violinist, for example, if you decide, hey. I'm not going to follow the conductor today. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just going to play my own piece of music. I'm just going to play my own rhythm. Then you will be actually out of tune, out of rhythm. Uh, It will be a mess, and you will be an ugly uh, piece of music. And this is like someone who is not filled with the Spirit. But contrary, if you allowed the conductor to influence uh, your pace, your rhythm, and the music that you're playing, uh, then you will be in tune with the rest of the orchestra. And you'll be in tune with the conductor. And you will create a beautiful piece of music. And this is like someone who is filled with the Spirit. Someone who is in tune with the Spirit. Uh, and this is what we call Christian. And it's worth mentioning that in the original language, uh, in the New Testament, it was written in Greek, the word be filled, uh, it's actually in the present continuous tense. And what that means is it's not just a a once-off activity, uh, but that it's a continual activity. uh, So that we need to be constantly and continually be filled with the Spirit. And that is what we need to keep doing as a church. And that's why Paul goes on to say some of the things that characterize a Spirit-filled church and there's actually two components. And there's a horizontal component. that's a relationship with one another. And then there's a vertical component, a uh, relationship with God. And the horizontal component includes this in verse 19. Uh, Paul says, speaking to one another with psalms, with hymns, and songs from the Spirit. So it's actually about building one another up uh, with the Word of God uh, through the means of songs. And the Bible is actually full of songs. Uh, there's, there's. We have the Psalms, and we have hymns within scriptures as well. And nowadays, we have many Christian songs uh, based on the truth of the Gospel or, or from the Bible. And a church that is filled by the Spirit is a church that seeks to build one another up uh, through scriptures, through through songs. I just want to say that this is not just something that we do on a Sunday, uh, that we do during the service. Uh, this is what we need to do when we uh, go about our day uh, week by week, every day. When, this is what we do when we meet online for a chat, uh, when we read the Bible with uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ one-on-one throughout the week. Uh, so it's not just when we gather formally for service that we do these things, but it's for every encounter with another brother and sisters in Christ. Now, of course, with uh, with, the, with COVID restriction right now, we can't sing together at church. Um, but there are other ways that we could still use songs to encourage one another. You now, the other week when I was feeling a bit tired, I was feeling a bit worn out uh, from uh, just life. And I shared this with one of the guys that I was meeting up with from church. And actually a huge shout out to Chris. Uh, Chris, you've been a huge encouragement to me. Uh, And Chris, when he heard what I was going through, he prayed for me. And afterwards, he also shared a Christian playlist uh, to me as well on Spotify. Uh, And because he knows that these songs, uh, he he actually put together this playlist himself. He knows that these songs are great reminders of God's faithfulness and love for me. And I listened to them, and I was greatly encouraged and refreshed by them as well, just through listening to songs that someone sent me. So Chris is a person who is filled with the Spirit. And he did exactly what this passage said, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. So that's the horizontal component. But be filled with the Spirit also has the vertical component. uh, Verse 19. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So praising and thanking God are also marks of a church who is filled with the Spirit. Now, when you when you when you're singing, are you are you do you actually mean what you sing? Do you actually reflect on the words on the screen that you sing, or are you just going through the motion? You know, when you're singing songs like "Christ is enough for me," do you actually mean it? Uh, do you believe it? I think it's easy for us to just go through the motion nowadays, isn't it? Especially when everything is online. You know, maybe we have even stopped singing at home because we think it's a bit weird to singing to a screen. But Paul says if you're someone who's filled with the spirit, you sing your heart out to God because you want to praise him. Because you want to worship him. And can I tell you, often singing the lyrics out loud actually helps to impress the truth uh, within the songs uh, uh, into your hearts better as well. So sing to the Lord from your heart. And not not only that, we need to give thanks always for everything. Always it's a continual activity. It's not just when something good happens to us, but also when something bad happens to us. Uh, it doesn't mean that we need to give thanks for the bad things that happen to us, uh, but it does mean that there's, uh, there's uh, even in the bad times, there's never, uh, there's never a moment that we can't give thanks to God. Because our thanksgiving is not always depend, doesn't always depend on our circumstances, uh, but it, it also uh, based on what we have in Christ. You know, in chapter one we already heard this all these spiritual blessings that we ha- we have in Christ uh, they are available to us now and that's something that we should be thankful for. thanking God for his forgiveness, for his redemption, for his adoption, for the Holy Spirit that he's given us. So we can give thanks always despite the circumstances. So be filled with the Spirit live wisely. These are ways that we can uh, be careful in, in how we conduct our life uh, in this world. But what does all this mean for us? How can we apply all this? Well, firstly, if you if you recognize that you're someone who is not filled with the spirits yet, well, let me in- invite you to ask the Spirit uh, to come into your life and transform you from the inside out. And this begins by trusting in Jesus as well who died for your sins, who took all your punishment on the cross so that you might receive all the spiritual blessings that I talked about. The forgiveness, the adoption, the freedom, the wisdom, and the hope from God. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, put your trust in Jesus. Trust in King Jesus. And if this is you, I encourage you to to let us know uh, to fill in this form uh, below this video so that we can get in touch with you, so that we can walk with you in this journey towards you uh, being transformed to be more like Jesus. And I l- I would love to get to know you as well. So if this is you, let me encourage you uh, to fill in the details below. And if you really want to be filled with the Spirit, then put your trust in Jesus and ask the Spirit to come into your life to transform you. And secondly, if you're someone who is already filled with the Spirit, then let me encourage you to keep on being filled with the Spirit. And I just want to uh, uh, suggest three things that you could probably do. uh, And and I break it down into our day. So at the start of the day, uh, throughout the day, and at the end of the day. So firstly, at the start of the day, you could start your day by praying this prayer that I mentioned before. God, I want Jesus to rule in my life today. Help me to make the most of every opportunity to live wisely for Jesus. And then secondly, throughout the day, uh, you could use this uh, time to encourage your brother and sisters uh, through scriptures, through songs. You could share a playlist. You could share a Bible verse. uh, You could give them a call and pray for them. Uh, you could offer to read the Bible together online or in person together. Uh, you could prioritize going to a small group uh, so that you can build uh, others up. You could also sing songs throughout the days from your hearts to the Lord, praising Him. And finally, at the end of the day, you could finish your day by giving thanks to God for three things. It can be anything. It can be good things that happened, or it can be just giving thanks for Jesus, uh, for all that he has given us, uh, all the spiritual blessings that we learn from Ephesians chapter 1. We can give him thanks for that as well. So start of the day, throughout the day, and at the end of the day. And you know what? What a witness to the world it will be if our church is living wisely and full of the Spirit. Uh, When the outside world sees how we continue to serve and love uh, despite the inconvenience, and how we continue to build one another up uh, despite the restrictions and the distance, how we continue to live our lives in worship of God uh, despite the opposition. What a magnet to Jesus we can be in this world, in this world that is filled with fear, that is filled with anxiety, suffering, conflict, and hopelessness. And we as a church, uh, we can offer hope, We can offer joy, we can offer freedom uh, to the people around us. So let's live carefully by living wisely through the Spirit so that ultimately our King Jesus gets all the glory. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are at work in us every day through your Spirit. And I pray that each day you will make us more like your Son, Jesus, that we will keep on being filled with your Spirit, that we will sing songs from our hearts to you, that we will speak uh, to one another one another in songs in hymns, and that we will give thanks to you always. So give us, Lord, uh, the passion, the joy, and the hope in your in your spirit that Jesus might get all the glory. In His name we pray. Amen.